0: In the middle of Christ's Passion, the interview by Pilate, Pilate said to him, "Quaest est veritas, which means, what is truth? That is a very good question if you are looking for pure, total truth. Spin doctors fix things. Mer- marketers sometimes tell us things will do things that it really won't do. Perjury is not rare. Sometimes only half the truth is told. And of course, at other times, sometimes people simply make honest mistakes. On our planet, truth is an endangered species. We need the truth. And this is one of the reasons that Jesus became became man and promised us, in the gospel, the Holy Spirit. Now, we often think of truth in the way that the ancient Greeks did, which means sort of a revelation. Consider this situation. A perfectly competent medical doctor has just examined Grandpa, and he tells the family that Grandpa is, has severe cancer and probably has six months to live. Or a teenage girl or boy goes into the private office of their father in their house, opens a drawer, and finds a document that says they are adopted. In John's gospel that we have today, Jesus uses the Jewish concept of truth. The Hebrew word for truth is related to the verb that says to be firmly solid. It has substance, and it can stand up. We can trust the truth of the medical doctor who talked about the cancer in six months. We can trust the seal of the state of Ohio on the document that says it was adoption. When we find truth, when we have confidence that the revealer to us is in touch with reality. Now real truth means acceptance and response. That is why in the opening part of the gospel, Jesus says, to love him we will keep his commandments. A husband who tells his wife he loves her dearly, but his actions don't show it, is bound to cause trouble. A college student who says he totally loves and is his most favorite uh, class and subject, but he doesn't always do the assignments and he doesn't always show up for class. Um, He has a false claim. If we claim to love and follow Jesus, the claim is not substantiated if we consistently choose our own desires rather than his. The proof of the absence of truth in our lives is when we don't walk the disciples' walk, but rather the worldly walk. The worldly walk brings us to selfishness. Those who live in the spirit of truth, experience a loving union with those that they are in close contact with and love. For example, the the wife that looks lovingly on her pork chops, her potatoes, her vegetables, and smiles because she knows she is cooking a meal for those that she loves. Now the spirit of the spirit of truth implies impl- 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 impels us, I should say. The spirit of truth impels us to use more and more energy and insight with our relationships, particularly with God. Now the truth is that almost none of us are totally good or totally bad, but all of us are somewhere in the middle to one degree or another. Some some days we are very good, and some days we are not so good. But we should never lose heart when we fail and still have a determination to do better. Jesus told us his command was to love, first of all, God, and venerate God with all that we've got and then to love our neighbors as ourselves. Needless to say, true followers of Christ will suffer at times for telling the truth about what Christ has taught. That's a given. And sometimes for living the truth that Christ has taught. And even sometimes for just making an honest mistake. But we cannot live our Christian lives and say we are followers of Christ by selecting the truths that we want to believe and rejecting the ones we are bothered with. We we just cannot have part of Christ's truths. We must be totally open to all the truths that Christ has taught us.